Good evening, and welcome to episode 29 of Nightmare Theatre, an open book club for nightmares. Tonight's a bit of a special episode. For the first time ever, we don't really have a feature, uh, but this time I'm making the nightmares themselves the feature. So we are doing the best uh, of Reddit nightmares. I'm going with top 20 or so. And if you go to the top posts all time on the subreddit, you'll see a lot of drawings of nightmares and that sort of thing. So I kind of excluded those. I also excluded some that were um, a little too graphic, even for YouTube. Uh, hello, everyone in the chat. Uh, I'm excited to get started, but just before I do, uh, I've picked the top 20, by the way, which will narrate and analyze. But I had a nightmare myself last night. Um, kind of an interesting one um, about I was charged with looking after two mice, a bunny, a guinea pig, and two cats, and they all had various glass cages, and I was supposed to try to just like look after them, make sure they were fed, all that stuff, and everything just went to hell. Like they were all jumping out of their cages when I tried to grab them to put them back in, they all bit me, even the bunny and the guinea pig, and uh, they all just started eating each other. And that was my nightmare. I mean, I won't go into too much more detail than that. Um, so I want to get on with the, the main event. But yeah, sort of a weird nightmare there. And now without any more delay, please enjoy this first nightmare, which is by a user on Reddit named IAnxiety. The post is titled, Scariest Five Second Dream in My Life. The post reads, So I live alone, and I was in bed just now, and I just had the most terrifying dream. I accidentally woke up too early for work, so I was trying to get back to sleep. So I was in that stage of tossing and turning, but can't really go back to sleep. Suddenly, in a matter of seconds, I physically feel something get under the covers and into bed with me. Once again, I live alone. They start rubbing up on my stomach and neck like they were cuddling me. Now, it was pitch black and I was in so much fear of who this was that I couldn't move, but I could feel myself shaking. It felt so real. In a shaky voice, I managed to get out, who are you? And then this person moves close to my face like they're going to whisper in my ear and a very deep, creepy voice says, you're going bye-bye. And then I woke up instantly. I've never felt something that real in a dream in my life. I've had vivid nightmares, but this one felt like it was so real. I could feel myself shaking. I could feel this person touching me. I'm definitely not going back to bed now. Now, my first thought with that nightmare is that it isn't a nightmare, but that it's sleep paralysis. So, on my TikTok, which if you're curious, there's a link to that in the description, but on my TikTok I did briefly some reviews of different types of sleep paralysis demons, and one of them is known as the Cuddler. So this is a sleep paralysis demon that some people have. Um, and as we know, uh, with sleep paralysis, the hallucinations that you have can be visual, they can be auditory, they can even be kinesthetic. So some people feel their hallucination or they feel their sleep paralysis demon. And this demon called the Cuddler, uh, it is a being that 
comes up behind you, or at least it's the illusion of someone coming up behind you and doing just what this is, what's happening to this person in the dream. So, uh, you know, just kind of like rubbing them, maybe putting an arm around them, and it's usually described as sort of a cold feeling or a bony arm, a skeletal arm. And uh, yeah, so this is like a sleep paralysis demon that some people have. You know, the most common one that you probably have heard of is seeing some shadowy figure in the corner of the room, but this could be what's happening here, and that could explain you know, why it feels so real. That sounds like the nightmare my mother has. Interesting. Again, I'm curious to know whether or not it's actually a nightmare or whether it's a sleep paralysis demon. But yeah, again, if it is a nightmare, then I don't really know how to interpret that. Maybe just a fear that you didn't lock your doors. This is a post by a user named Garcia 77 the post is titled I'm terrified the post reads I've been having this recurring nightmare I will be in dream and out of the corner of my eye I will catch a glimpse of a guy well not just any guy this thing has no hair at all light gray skinned pointed ears about seven feet tall and above anything else, he is skinny. Holy fuck is he skinny. Every time I happen to see whatever I'm doing stops and I can't stop focusing on him. The dream is still happening around me, but it happens in the background and he's in the foreground. Yesterday night in my dream I saw him again. I was at my house. It was there in the middle of the night and I was in my backyard. The only light I have back there is right above the door, so it's not very illuminated at night, except for the moon. I can't really remember what I was doing, but I remember that I was about to go back inside when I noticed something. The silhouette of the top of my fence wasn't straight how it usually was. It had a bump towards the edge. It must be a corner pillar piece that I had previously installed, I thought. Regardless of what I thought it was, I decided to flash my phone flashlight on it. And there he was. The thing was standing behind my fence, peeking his head over and directly at me. This was the closest he's ever gotten, and I was able to see in even greater detail his face. He appeared to have no eyelids or nose. The corners of his mouth and eyes were stretched out to an uncomfortable amount, and he had a confused face on him. I got startled, but I built up the courage to go say something to him. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I basically told him to fuck off. The thing just stood there unfazed by what you had just said, I had just said. We kept our eyes on each other for a while longer, and finally he ducked under the fence and left. I thought that that would be the end of it, so I walked inside. I quickly forgot about the incident, and I continued with all my nighttime routines. My bed is right next to a window, so it's fairly cold. I crawled into bed, covered myself with some enormous blankets, and I closed my eyes. Not a minute later, I heard tapping at my window. By the sound of it, I deduced it came from a twig, so I assumed it was a tree or something. Nevertheless, I decided to uncover my head and turn left. Again, I saw its face. 
just looking at me. As soon as I saw him, he made a sort of crooked smile, and I woke up screaming. The image of him smiling burned into my head. I am terrified at what will happen next time he infests my dream, seeing as he gets progressively closer each time. I will have to consider not sleeping or something. That's really creepy. Again, kind of sounds like a sleep paralysis demon, but I don't think that that is a sleep paralysis demon. Unless you've had this, you know, maybe you've seen some, a guy that looks like this in real life, maybe in childhood, and it's stuck with you, and you kind of project him into the dream, right? And then he, the more you dream about him, the more real the fear becomes. So it's, he's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy at some point. Sorry, forgive the talking in the hall behind me. Maybe fear of a stalker. Yeah, that's a possibility as well. Um, yeah, but he does sort of have an almost supernatural look to him, though, doesn't he? Just with the freakish, like, tallness, thinness. Yeah, but definitely very scary dream. This is a post by a user named Barfenstein. I believe I've read this post some time ago, but... It's in the top all time, so here we go again. <laughs> the post is titled, I have worked in death care for years, and my dreams are sometimes disturbing. The post reads, Throughout my career, I've worked with various positions in the death care industry. I've worked in the funeral industry, both in and out of the embalming room. I've worked in tissue banking, where I processed cardiovascular tissue from long bones. I also recovered corneas and have spent some time uh, sorry, shadowing at the medical examiner's office. So, suffice it to say, I've seen a lot of death and gore throughout the years. Never seen anyone actually die, though, oddly enough. Just seen them once they're dead. Throughout the years, I feel like I've remained fairly well-rounded. Sometimes it can get a bit heavy, but I haven't really had a lot of trouble with taking the emotional baggage from work home with me. That being said, one notable thing that has happened to me, and can be fairly traumatizing when it happens, are my dreams. Before I got into the industry, I did used to dream of death, but when I did, I never actually saw any corpse. The person would just be completely absent from my dream, and I would know that they had died. This one changed. I started to actually see, uh, sorry, this changed once I actually started to see a lot of corpses. Now, whenever I dream of death, there's always a hyper-realistic body that goes along with it. This doesn't really bother me when I dream of random dead people that I don't know in real life. Like I said, the gore doesn't really get to me. The trouble is when I dream of someone I know being dead. This has happened to me multiple times, and to be frank, it's pretty messed up. I had a dream that my boyfriend died. I of course wanted to take care of his funeral preparations, including his embalming and funerary cosmetics. In my dream, as would have happened in real life, he had to first go to the ME's office for autopsy, since he was relatively young and his death was unexpected. That means, when I was at the table embalming him, he was posted post-autopsy, there were cranial and thoracic incisions, and I had to sew the bio bag full of his viscera into his abdominal cavity, 
as happens in real life, and it made his stomach look bloated. I sewed up his cranial incisions and began washing his long hair. It was crusted with blood, and I had to pick out little dried clumps of clotted blood stuck to locks of his hair, and that's when I started to cry. Apparently, I was whimpering in my sleep because my boyfriend woke me up. It was bizarre, but insanely relieving to go from washing blood out of the hair of his corpse to being right next to his living, breathing body. I really hate when I have those dreams. They're so real. Oftentimes I can smell the bodies, or at least I dream I do. Mm. Yeah. I do remember that one pretty well. I think I read that like six months ago, but no surprise to me that that's, uh, that's at the top. So, I mean, obviously with nightmares, I think as most people know, you're bound at some point to have it be based on real-world scenarios to one extent or another, right? And obviously, in this case, it's a very direct, you know, <laughs> this is what she does for a living, and you're getting nightmares about it. That's just what your brain has on store in store for you. Uh, perhaps my dream last night about, you know, the little animals, you know, killing each other, and that's just, just felt really unpleasant. Uh, I do do a bit of lab work with mice sometimes, and that can be, you know, part of the reason for maybe why I sometimes have nightmares about animals and I can't really do anything to help them. Uh, so I can kind of relate to this dream personally. Uh, I've seen people die. L, maybe you can relate to this dream personally as well. This is a post by a user named Jeka Ikino. The post is titled mirror. The post reads, Not too long ago, I had one of the worst dreams of my life. The premise was incredibly simple. I'm standing in a room of mirrors. I'm staring at myself in one of them, and I just can't stop. It feels like I've been in this blank, dark, featureless room for such a long time. As I look into the mirror, I see myself. Not some serial killer or some cheesy B-movie monster. I see me, and it feels horrible. An explosion of unpleasant emotions overrides my body all at once. My whole body shakes and trembles with rage, disgust, shame, guilt, gloom, lonely mo loneliness, and other emotions I didn't know you could even feel. I've never felt emotions so strongly before or after this in my life. I swear I was going to have a heart attack. So there I was, hating myself, pitying myself, all around not being able to stand myself. I would have wanted to see anything else in that mirror. No time or place. I just stand there, uncomfortable forever. I wanted to close my eyes. I wanted to walk out of the room. I just wanted it to stop, but I couldn't do anything. That's it, I guess. The thing that makes the dream so memorable and so horrific? Honesty. No wacky or surreal plot. No overblown horror. No bullshit. Just raw, painful honesty. My mind tortured me for who knows how long to deliver a blunt and brutal message. 
I am responsible for my own suffering. I am at a point where I can no longer point the finger at other people and things for my disposition. It's time to get my bearings and move on. Hmm. That's another case of a nightmare that just analyzes itself or interprets itself. Uh, and again, as you know, the person mentioned, like you, in nightmares, you'll often experience some sort of sort of convoluted plot. And guilt is often a common theme in nightmares. Uh, but I mean, this goes beyond guilt, of course. Like this is just full on hating yourself, which is, you know, a reasonable, you know, feeling that maybe each of us has had at some point in our life. But to just have a dream where you're trapped in kind of a never-ending loop of it. That's pretty brutal. This is a post by a user named Wow. You did it, good job, bud. The post is titled, Something that really terrifies me is cataclysmic events that would kill us all slowly. Here's my dream. The post reads, I just woke up and I wanted to share my dream. So I went on Reddit and found this place. Here's my dream. I woke up, got out of the house, and walked all the way down the neighborhood. I saw this guy and woman going by the sidewalk. She wore a fancy white dress with these clear buttons. We heard a strange noise and looked up at the sky. We saw some sort of dust and rock slowly moving together, and it crashed into each other, causing a massive explosion that shook the solar system. A new star was created. Soon after that, my head started hurting because of the gamma rays fucking up my brain, and my skin started burning and cooking. Everyone started freaking out and burning as well. I, I suddenly lost thought, not because of fear, but because of the radiation. I tried covering my head with my hands, but it didn't work. I ran to my house and couldn't find anyone there, so I ran with my friend to this fancy house. We ran through a different neighborhood with different houses on fire and bodies already starting to turn to ash. This is when it gets random and weird. I was in Markiplier's mom's garage with a fancy black car. For some reason, I was stuffing myself with food and I was shocked to see him and I stuffed my chewed food in my shirt and said hi. We went to his house and discovered a huge hole under his floorboards with different holes going through the earth. He explained to us that we could live deep underground safely. Soon, his house started catching on fire. We went in and it was safe, beautiful. These were libraries, people, and food. A cut showed me and some others with a diagram of our view of Earth, seeing the moon, the sun, the star very far away, and the new star. It was in front of the sun, but somehow wasn't affected by gravity at all, became, uh, because dreams aren't realistic. Then I went out this hole for some reason, and this hellish landscape. I looked up at the sun and got temporarily blinded. I went down in the hole and found the Earth melting, Holes started showing up through the earth, and you could see the stars below you, above you, side to side, and it looked like I was inside a sponge. The earth was spinning fast, and I had to dodge the holes showing the star. Then, my dream ended. 
I daydreamed about stuff like this, and it still scares me. Like imagining something so big, so powerful, that humans can't control, leads to something massive happening that you can see through the stars, and it's slowly killing you, painfully. Hmm. That's interesting. I would say that the fact that Markiplier is in your nightmare is really not too consequential. Uh, and for those who don't know, Markiplier is just a big Let's Play channel on YouTube. Uh, so he's like an e-celeb, I guess. So I would say that you could, like probably you're seeing him in the nightmare. It just indicates that you were probably like watching a bunch of his videos or something, right? Like I don't think that you, that you can necessarily pin that on too much, but I can also analyze this on my dream chart here. Uh, so if you look near the top at natural disaster slash weather and then below uh, on the, the third rung of that ladder, apocalypse dreams can indicate that a big change is happening in your life. So I don't know if you, because it sounds like you have these apocalypse nightmares constantly. So I don't know if your life is constantly changing. Uh, that seems somewhat unlikely, but I mean, maybe you feel that it is, or maybe you just never feel at ease. That could be what these dreams are indicating. And second of all, like it is definitely just fascinating to imagine some of these big unavoidable scenarios. Uh, it's almost like the like Lovecraftian horror, like things that exist at the center of the universe that are just like ancient aliens and they control everything. And yeah, it's definitely a fascinating thought, even, you know, putting aside what the meaning might be. This is a shorter one that I've read before. This is a post by Darren Harding. The post is titled, Short But Terrifying Childhood Dream. The post reads, I once had a dream when I was five to seven where I was in my bed. The foot of my bed was facing towards the door and awake. Suddenly, my door creaked open and out came one of my childhood toys, which I named Baby Bear. He wobbled in and I was happy to see him, but it took a dark turn when another teddy bear came in, but with my dad's head sewed on and a dead look on his face. My, my smile was swept away and I quickly woke up. So I think I actually remember my analysis of this from like six months ago and it just being a fear maybe of losing your dad and it could be your dream or your brain trying to tell you to maybe like reconnect with him, something of that nature. This is a post by a user named Creature Warrior. The post is titled, I'm 18 and numb to all horror stories until I had my worst nightmare. The post reads, I was just relaxing and having a good day, was feeling good overall, and then I just fell unconscious and woke up in a dark room soon after. There was an old lady. I could only sense that she was just pure evil. I felt uncomfortable. She smiled and injected me with a syringe. I started feeling numb and dizzy. She took out a bone saw, smiled at me again, longer this time though. She just started sawing my arms off. I could feel no pain, but only fear, confusion, and sadness because I really didn't understand what was actually happening. But then she started sewing my arms back on my temples. I could feel my head getting heavier from the weight of each arm attached to it. I was still confused and trying to feel what was going on by trying to move my arms. 
nothing happened. After the, woman, after the woman was done, she just let me go. I just went home. My mom was there. When she saw me, she started screaming. Oh my God, the look on her face. I just kept saying that I'm okay, mom, I'm okay. While still being kind of confused because I had no idea of what really happened or what was happening due to the drug. I even asked her, mom, what's wrong? Tell me, please. I needed to know. I went to the bathroom where there was a mirror and I saw it. I had no arms. I was covered in blood. My own arms were sewed to my temples, feeling nothing. I had no control over my arms. I just started screaming and crying. I wake up covered in sweat in the middle of the night, too afraid to try to fall asleep again. My heart is beating like crazy. I don't want to see it anymore. Hmm. This kind of gives me the feeling that maybe in youth you had a very protective parent or mother, I guess it, it would be. Like maybe like she was just very protective and she was always like, you know, being a good parent and telling you like, you know, watch out for strangers, like, you know, don't do like this and that. And, you know, you had some idea because you'd maybe seen, you said numb to all horror stories, but that indicates to me that maybe you're probably watching them. And you'd seen some things like, some scenes similar to that in movies where someone's just getting drugged and tortured or whatever and you just kind of imagined yourself in that scenario because that had kind of been planted in your mind uh yeah and it's just maybe the fear kind of instilled in there maybe by like an overprotective parent or something like that and it just kind of bubbled to the surface as you slept maybe the fear of being kidnapped for sure yeah seems like a very real fear This is a post that I, th I think I read this one two months ago. This is a post by a user named War Turtle with a Helmet. The post was titled, Nightmare I Had Last Night. The post reads, Hi everyone, I'm new to this sub, but I thought I'd share my nightmares I had last night and hear people's thoughts about them. I only remember some bits and pieces, but it's scary enough for me to remember the most horrifying parts. The details I remember is seeing someone with, who has an almost corpse-like body, but a normal head. They sit up and said something like, she got me, before I hear an old lady's voice say something like, and you'll be next. Suddenly, another body sat up behind the man, but the body had no head, and the man was standing now, before my body went stiff and fell over. The other person disappeared as long fingers reached for my face, an almost demonic-looking elderly woman's face appearing in my view. Her face seemed sewed onto her head, but her neck was also sewed onto her head. I can't remember if the, her body was the man's or an aged, decaying body, but I digress. I was fully paralyzed, this woman standing over me as his hand slowly reached for my face. Right before his hand touched my face, she spoke again and said something like, I'm going to have fun with you. My vision then disappeared and my body felt like it wasn't my own. My face felt like it was on someone else's. I then looked down and saw that I had an old, rotting body like the woman's with bumpy, wrinkled skin. 
After that, I woke up from fear. Some of that may be wrong, as I have forgotten some of the nightmare, but I've done my best to remember. I later also had another nightmare about an old woman, but that's a story for another time. Right, okay. So, a couple thoughts about this one. First of all, it could be about mortality, just a fear of your own mortality, because you're kind of seeing the faces of individuals and they look normal and fine and then they're always attached to these decaying bodies so it could be that the face is like representing the idea of the soul and that the souls are connected to these things that are transient and then decaying before your eyes and you're i guess that could be death the man's hand reaching towards your face just to sew it onto another you know decaying body something of that nature and then the other interpretation that i would have for this is that um, you feel like you're being forced to be disingenuous or someone other than yourself. And the reason I say that is just because, again, your face is being sewed onto another body, which might indicate that, right, you just feel like, well, this isn't who I really am, and yet here I am being forced into this position. That type of thing. Anyway, do with that what you will. This is a post by a user named Chrissy Boo Boo. The post is titled, Me and my boyfriend and my dog are all having the same nightmares since we moved into a new bedroom. The post reads, Since we moved into a new bedroom in my house, all three of us, me, my boyfriend and my dog, have been waking up crying. My boyfriend woke me up tonight around 3am by hugging me. He said I was howling in a high-pitched voice. He said it was not like a sound a person makes, more like a dog howling in a high pitch. We have been in the master bedroom since October, and before this we slept in the first floor behind some dividers because I was using the master as an Airbnb. I used to be in a pretty traumatic relationship in 2006 to 2008, and we slept in this room then, so I have not slept in this room for about 10 years. P.S. I noticed that the bedroom is now very cold, which I never noticed before. We feel like there's some cold air coming in, and we can't figure out where it's coming from. Nobody has died in my place in any of the townhouses next door, so I don't think it's a ghost, but it does feel like we're being haunted. I can't really remember too many other details other than what it felt like I was saying get off me when I woke up today but to be fair my boyfriend was hugging me so it could have been because of that anybody have any idea what's going on here well I mean it sounds subconsciously like perhaps you have an idea of what's going on there right because you mentioned that you were in a traumatic relationship for two years and during that relationship you spent a lot of time in that room and then you avoided that room for 10 years. And so when you're coming back, you know, you're, you're triggering all of these memories that are like deep in your subconscious that you may have buried. And those are probably coming up in your nightmare. And you're remembering aspects of the relationship that you had the opportunity to forget because you distanced yourself from the location where they occurred. Um, so... Yeah, that was pretty succinct. If I'm, a, I'll give myself a pat on the back for that, for that one. Um, that yeah, I don't think it's necessarily anything supernatural going on there. 
I feel like there's a, a logical explanation for it. And then, you know, the reason that the dog and the husband may also be having nightmares in this room is just because they're picking up on your energy. You know, dogs especially will pick up on whatever energy you're putting out into the world. A dog will take that and amplify it in itself, right? So I think that they're just sort of subconsciously picking up on the cues that you're feeling from being back in that room. That would be how I interpret that nightmare. This is a post by a user named Unmashed Potatoes. The post is titled, I Thought I Died. The post reads, So last night, I was having a normal bad dream that I tend to get occasionally. Usually, it goes something like me driving in an unfamiliar place and not noticing the road I'm driving on comes to a T. And if I keep driving straight, I'll drive off a cliff. Usually, I'll get that awful, sinking feeling in my stomach and wake up before I hit the road below. This time, however, I realized it was a dream right before I started falling. So I did what I usually do when I realize I'm having a nightmare. I say, to hell with this, and wake myself up. It didn't work out like that. I only woke up in my dream. I realized it pretty quickly and thought, no biggie, I'll just wake up for real this time. And I woke up in my dream again. So I tried again, and again, and again. None of my attempts working. So I panic, and try increasing it rapidly. All I could think was, am I dead? Is this what it's like when I die? In the end, I did somehow wake up, gasping for air. I think this was the worst nightmare I ever had. I never actually consciously thought I was dying while still being asleep. Hmm. So this is sort of like the opposite of a false awakening. For those who don't know, a false awakening is sort of like what is depicted in the movie Inception. Um, and it's where you wake up within a dream, but you're still in a dream. But normally in a false awakening, you think that you're awake at first. So... Yeah, you just keep waking up and you think, okay, I'm awake now, finally, great. And then it turns out, no, you're still in the nightmare. But in this case, it's like a lucid false awakening. So they're aware that they are still asleep every time that they try to pull the trigger. And so what I would compare this to is, uh, I forget what the term for it is, but your subconscious, when you're in a lucid nightmare, will use, if especially if you're an experienced lucid dreamer, uh, your subconscious will use your reality checks. Yeah, you could call it, it's similar to a false reality check. It'll use re your own reality checks against you. So an example of this is if you're having a lucid, let's say you're an experienced lucid dreamer and you're used to being able to, for example, let's say if you use the light switch in a dream and the lights turn on when you flick on the light switch, that means that you're in real life because in your dream, you'll have this deal with your own subconscious where you know it's a dream based on when you flick the light switch on, the lights don't turn on. So it's something that's kind of consistent to a dream that would not happen in real life. Well, in a lucid nightmare, of course, your subconscious is not your friend. So it can just kind of rescind that contract. It can go back on that rule. So when you flick the lights on in a lucid nightmare, the lights might come on, even though it's a dream because your subconscious is just getting ready to drop a monster on you when you think it's real life, right? So it's just, you know, 
Your subconscious is almost just messing with you even harder using the fact that you know that you're lucid. So that can really bring out some seriously like terrifying nightmares. Um, so definitely don't envy, don't envy that. This is a post by a user named Agent4777. The post is titled, The Weirdest One Yet. The post reads, So this is the most fucked up one I've had yet. Buckle up. I visited my stepdad and brother and saw they were digging up my dead mother to put her in a new grave. I tried to stop them. They ignored me, telling me it was fine. My brother pulled out the coffin and wrenches it open. There's a skeleton dressed in rags, clutching a rosary in the coffin. I recoiled in horror, screaming at him. It was like he couldn't hear me. They proceed with the most fucked up exhumation, and I guess I gave them. I gave up trying to tell them not to do it. I retreat to my stepdad's and realize suddenly he has a mouse problem. I saw a few running around in the living room, so I went into the kitchen for a smoke. Suddenly, there were groups of mice, baby mice, running around. I jumped up and stomped on them, splattering their guts. I was nonchalant, like it wasn't a big deal. I thought I'd better wipe up the mess, so I got some paper towels and all of a sudden I see a big white mouse running towards me. I kicked it and shot across the room into a wall. It seemed really pathetic and I immediately felt bad as it squeaked in pain. My eyes were blinded in a second and there was a flash. The mouse quickly changed into my six-year-old daughter, standing there in her pajamas with her teddy. I was stunned. But yet, and for reasons I'll never, under, uh, I'll never comprehend, I decided it would be better to let this creature go outside where it belongs. Calm as day, I opened the window and grabbed her by the hand and led her out. She ran back up the garden and disappeared behind the neighbor's garage. Suddenly. Out of nowhere, I have six stars GTA style. A message pops up on the screen. Cloning offense. I got arrested. I had to dress up as a woman to escape. Woke up. What the fuck? I kind of took a humorous turn there at the end. Um, yeah, the, the first part of the dream though, I mean made me think of just a feeling of helplessness at protecting the innocent uh, also just kind of disgust in general and uh, you know because you've got the the digging up of a, of a corpse followed in quick su succession by a bunch of vermin running around and stomping on them just kind of disgusting things that your mind wants to avoid but then there's yeah there's also the sense of like your poor dead mother who can't be helped and now she's being dug up, right? And these poor mice that you're stomping on and your poor daughter who you're banishing for no reason, right? So, like, it, it could, it gives me the feeling that maybe you just feel like maybe there's something in your life that can't defend itself and you're not really able to help it. Um, or maybe just in general, like, you feel like you can't really uh, make the change in the world, then you than you're currently making. You deserve more subs. Thank you. <laughs> this is a post by a user named Co Barely. 
The post is titled, My Boyfriend Talks in His Sleep. Last night, it was in tongues. Nightmares followed. The post reads, It's pretty normal for him to talk in his sleep, especially after drinking. And last night, he did have some hefty pours of whiskey. Normally, it's just a random few words in his sleep. But this time, I was woken up five plus times to him speaking in an alternate language. Should I be concerned for his soul, or was this just nightmares talking? It's not really a language either. It's mostly unintelligible sounds, like garbled words strung together like Hosha, Adab, Ta-Ta-Ta, Talak, So. I can't make any sense of it. A side effect of me getting woken up so much that I actually remember my dreams, or nightmares rather. Last night, I had a continuous string of them. Earthquakes throughout all of them. There was one where there was a rush of floodwaters in a barn. Someone had died and was floating face down. And for me to escape the sinking barn structure, I had to dive into snake-infested waters. There was also one where I was a babysitter for some rich guy when another earthquake hit and I had to save their baby. He's not religious or spiritual at all. I honestly think it's more frightening to hear him talk in tongues in the middle of the night than these nightmares. Yeah, that's definitely scary. I mean, first thing I can say about this uh, is that, I mean, he's obviously a sleepwalker or a sleep talker, I guess you'd say, but it's part of the same system. So it means that he dreams in deep sleep, which is uncommon for sure. But I mean, it's not that uncommon. Like we all have, we've all heard of sleepwalking. So basically what in REM sleep, you have etonia, which freezes your motor neurons and you're paralyzed. And this is your brain's way of protecting you from your dreams. But some people, especially children, dream in deep sleep. So you'll see often children will grow out of their sleepwalking and their sleep talking. Um, and I don't know how old you and your boyfriend are, but, you know, usually I think around 20s is when sleepwalking tends to go away, although for some people it lingers longer, so, or sleep talking as well. Again, I'm, I'm calling those the same thing. Um, but another thing is, I wouldn't necessarily say that he's speaking in some demonic language, although he could just be imagining up some new language for sure in a dream, anything's possible. But the other possibility here is that he is speaking English in his dream, but just it's not coming out in full, right? Just scraps of the language are manifesting. Uh, he's only like muttering utterances and it sounds like a demonic language. That would be how I would interpret that or one of the ways that you can interpret that. Now, I mean, your nightmares. So there's certainly a lot of apocalyptic ones and I can look at those on my dream chart as well. So as we did before, like if you look near the top, apocalypse dreams can indicate that a big change is happening in your life. Now, again, it could be in your case that you're just terrified of your boyfriend's creepy sleep talking, right? It doesn't really have to be a, a big change happening, but also flood and someone drowning in it and snakes. Like you had quite a lot of the themes on my dream chart here, so we can look at each of those. So snakes are kind of a broad indicator in nightmares. They can mean many different things, uh, but they can also indicate that you're 
you're dealing with some difficult situation or you're undergoing a large personal transformation. So again, kind of vague, as nightmare interpretation tends to be. Like, this is not an exact science by any means. And then drowning, which I'm kind of tying into the flood and the fact that you're seeing someone face down in that flooding barn. So a drowning nightmare can indica indicate that you're overwhelmed with emotion or you're pr you are repressing desires or thoughts. So I don't know the extent to which that might apply in your case, but you know, take that with uh, take what you want from that. Interesting, weird language component. I know. I actually I did get goosebumps reading that. Uh, all right, let's do another. This is a post by a user named Mustard Sponge. The post is titled, My best friend and I connected through nightmares. The post reads, Sorry, this is long, but I think it's pretty insane. When I was in like fourth and fifth grade, I used to have this recurring nightmare where I'd wake up in a dark room that wasn't my room. I vividly remember there was a door on the left, a staircase in the corner, a window across from the bed, and two closet doors on the wall to the right. Definitely not my bedroom or any bedroom I have ever been in before. Each time I would sit up in the dream, I'd look around this dark room and feel as though something was watching me from the shadows. I'd just look around this... Oh, I just said that. I'd just start hyperventilating and freaking out that something was there. Eventually, its eyes would become visible from the corner under the window across from the bed. As soon as I made eye contact with it, I'd scream and wake up in the nightmare. It shook me almost every night. Then, in sixth grade, I met my new best friend. We got paired up by chance on a group project, and we hit it off immediately. In an effort to become friends and get our project done on time, we decided to have a sleepover at her place that weekend. When I got there, we went to her room to work on our project, and nothing really stood out to me until later that night, when I sat up in the middle of the night to go use the restroom and realized that her room was the room from my nightmare. Seeing it from the perspective of her bed, in complete darkness, is when it actually hit me. I woke up right then and there and told her everything. We both got goosebumps and were spooked by it. And I never had that nightmare again. But wait, there's more. We stayed best friends, and years later, we were randomly talking about that experience, which led to a conversation about weird childhood nightmares we had in general. She described to me a recurring nightmare that involved her holding a paint tray palette, and basically each paint spot was a different nightmare scenario that she'd dive into experience and then come out of only to dive right into the next paint spot or nightmare over and over as she described in her dream as she described her dream my hair stood on end and i started to cry because i had had the exact same nightmare several times before even meeting her we both can't help but feel like we were somehow connected from before this life or through the cosmos or something, haha. Ha. I don't know, but it's spooky as hell for both of us. That got me too. I got some big goosebumps reading that. 
Um, I actually did a Nightmare Theater episode on shared nightmares. Let me see what episode that is. But yeah, I mean, again, we don't really know everything there is to know about the universe, obviously. You don't need to hear that from me. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how that could happen. I mean, I talked a few times before about like how interesting would it be if you could, if you were... You know, what if all of the characters in all your dreams were real people and they were having those dreams simultaneously, but they were just like having a different, you know, life in the dream? Like, what if it's a different world? Like how the uh, the indigenous uh, Australian Aborigines believe in the dreaming. And uh, like also a lot of like Native American uh, tribes, I think, believe in this concept that the dream world is a l another real world like this one. And maybe you are meeting up with... Um, with other people there. Episode 18, I talked about shared nightmares, if you're interested in checking that out. Uh, yeah, but that's really freaky. I got big goosebumps reading that. I thought you were going to say at first that your friend was the demon. <laughs> like, like she had a dream where she was watching someone in bed from the corner of their room. That would also be really interesting, and it would probably ruin the friendship, though, if you really thought about it too hard. This is a post by a user named JC Fitzy. The post is titled, I refuse to sleep now. The post reads, this happened maybe two days ago. I got up out of bed and got dressed and left for school. Once I got there, it was empty and I thought nothing of it. Went to class and the teacher didn't show up. So I decided to leave for school and go home, leave school and go home. The second I stood up, every other chair scraped the floor. There was nobody else there. At this point, I was freaking the hell out, so I ran out of there. The whole world was empty. There was absolutely nobody on the planet, and I started to cry when I got home and realized my family was missing. I cried for what felt like hours until I decided to have a smoke. I stepped onto my balcony and looked at the stars. Then. The damn footsteps came, and I never felt so scared in my life. They got louder and louder, closer and closer, until I woke up, four in the morning, covered in sweat. I was terrified. Hmm. You know what? I'm surprised that I don't think I've ever come across this topic before. The topic of just having the whole world be empty, just completely devoid of other people. That seems like that should be a common nightmare, but I, I actually think in the seven months I've been doing this, I've never read one like that. I don't know what that could mean. I mean, it could just mean maybe that you feel like you're isolated in real life, or you have a fear of abandonment, a fear of isolation. That might be the simplest interpretation. Anywho. This is a post by a user named Gravy Train V1. The post is titled, 10 Years of the Same Dreams. The post reads, This is my first time writing, but I don't know where else to turn anymore. The post, no, sorry, I reset. I have been having nightmares almost every night for t about 10 years now. I'm always in the same place. It looks like a beach of some sort, but the sand is a grayish color and the water and sky are black. Until I met my fiance, my dreams were pretty much the same every single night. 
I would be in that place, and a man would be there. He looked just like me, but he had black eye sockets with no eyes in them. He would talk to me, but not in the way people normally do. He would look at me, and I would hear what he says in my head. He would tell me, not, uh, tell me to hurt and even kill people I cared about. I wouldn't be able to stop it. Also, he would make me do things to myself, which would cause me to wake up with marks and scars. When I moved in with my fiance, she got to see firsthand the things I would say and do. I would talk in my sleep and scratch myself. Here's where things would get scary. I would talk sometimes in the third person. One night, she talked to me while I was doing this and I responded, but not as me. I said things like, stay out of this or I will take him from you. The first time she decided to talk to me, I remember waking up and having no idea what happened. She was in tears and I didn't remember that conversation. She continued to talk to me every night that I was having a nightmare and over time, the man in my dreams st stopped showing up. She told me that they would have all kinds of conversations. She basically bullied him and telling him that he was not wanted. There was even a few times where I was in my sleep and I tried to grab her. It has been a few months now since he's been in one of my dreams. I still have nightmares most nights, still in the same place, but he's not there. Other terrible things still happen, but that's a story for another day. If you have any ideas what might cause something like this, I would be more open to hear from you. Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about like split personality <laughs> disorder or anything. I don't know if that's what's going on here. I can certainly tell you that it's either a sleepwalking of some sort or a night terror. I mean, it would be a night terror. Um, and you can check out. Uh, I did last, just last week, I did an interview with someone with night terrors. So basically the way that those work is like sleepwalking and sleep talking, they happen in deep sleep so you're free to move and that's why you're able to grab her and act them out and it's like classic night terrors to not remember them like immediately after waking up uh, you'll just be somewhere new or uh, especially with night terrors i think like, like sleepwalking also like any deep sleep dreaming is very hard to remember but night terrors especially when you know it's a nightmare like those are very rare that you remember them so you'll wake up in some strange place and you're not sure how you got there or what you were dreaming about um, but you'll have conversations with people just just as you're seeing here so um, and again I mean the reason that they could have gone away over time is because um, you know just as you get older you tend to be more likely to grow out of sleepwalking and night terrors another possibility is that maybe there was some component of your uh, like subconscious that was wanting to do violent things or was feeling uh, out of line somehow and maybe your fiance was actually able to get that in check by communicating with your subconscious directly in your nightmare now I mean that's maybe a bit out on a limb but it sounds plausible to me <laughs> I don't know hopefully it sounds plausible to you COVID now is that a joke I'm not sure if you mean that COVID is what's causing this person to be demonically possessed in their sleep but Certainly, if that were the case, then we would need some kind of lockdown for that. 
But uh, anyway, moving on. This is a post by a user named Piscamency. The post is titled, Great Horror Movie Monster Idea, Courtesy of My Nightmare Last Night. The post reads, I was in a fat older woman's house and she encouraged me to sit in her favorite rocking chair, which looked super comfy. I sat down. She left the room and the chair started moving on its own, which I thought was fun. Then a baby climbed up to me like it was wanting to nurse, but the second she showed uh, sorry, but a second look showed that the baby was all wrong. It was using its eyes to look at me, but it had a leech-like mouth where the top of its head should be. I was moving, it was moving mouth first towards me, so its eyes were looking over the top of its head. The mother came back in, and it clamped onto a bloody wound where her breast should have been, and started sucking what at first I thought was fat out of her enormous body. The woman wasn't fat, though. She was growing rapidly, expanding tumors in order to have enough flesh to feed that thing every day. But she didn't always have enough, so she invited women like me to come help babysit. Pretty cohesive horror movie plot right there. <laughs> I agree. And I remember reading this one a long time ago, but... I mean, my first kind of interpretation of that is that maybe... Uh, it's about just you're not ready for motherhood. <laughs> you know, like you just... You don't want to feel like like there's a leech kind of latching onto you, and uh, yeah, maybe you're just not ready for that yet. I, I don't know really how else to interpret that. Maybe you had a bad experience babysitting one time, maybe some nasty kids. Who knows? This is a post by a user named I am a human. The post is titled, I had a nightmare that made me so disoriented in the morning, it made me cry. The post reads, I have a lot of weird dreams, and most of these dreams are fun, actually. Like how I would go to the big-ass supermarket and just skate around touching random things, and suddenly, I end up in a cool basement. But yesterday's dream was way different than what I'm used to. For context, I have two ants. Aunt A with one adopted kid and Aunt B with three kids. Aunt A had to leave the country due to family problems. Grandma was one of the reasons she left, because Grandma hated her. So my dreams started off... Sorry. So my dreams started off with Aunt A killing herself. It didn't really point it, it out uh, as such at first, but it started off with me getting a video message from my cousin where she was holding a piece of stone with Aunt A's name on it in some backyard, as if it was a tribute. Grandma was also in the video, just sitting in the background on the grass. I was devastated and went to tell my mom, but she said there would be no suicide talk in this house. I just said okay and felt hurt, but went on with my life. Then Aunt B died. She was murdered. Surveillance video showed her getting shot and died. All the adults, excluding my mom, went to the funeral. I had to take care of Aunt B's kids. One of them seemed to be absolutely broken. He looked at me with dead eyes and without hesitation just picked up a container of cookies from the coffee table and dumped them onto the floor, then ran into the kitchen where mom was. Mom just showed disinterested when he came in. 
He was just so quiet. So I bent down next to him where he stood and hugged him, because I knew he didn't mean it, and he was probably just upset over what happened. And we cried. Mom shook her head in the background. The dream then jumped to me and my mom in the car. She seemed quiet. While we were driving, we passed by a few signs. Three of those signs were pictures of faces. One with Aunt A, one with Mom, and one with Grandma. Mom said as we passed the tribute signs, but didn't understand why it was Mom and Grandma on there though. But I didn't ask. However, I asked my mom if she even cared about them dying. Then, she said calmly at first, Do you think I don't care about my sisters-in-law dying? She just started screaming at me, as if she were scolding me for even thinking about that, and I cried because I thought I upset her. Then, suddenly in my dream, jumped me into primary school. I'm in high school now, by the way, but I didn't question it. I felt disoriented. I didn't know whether I was grieving or I was hurt by how my mom reacted, or both. I was just so confused and headache and sad. So I asked around to see where the counseling office was. I never found the office. I just climbed onto the roof of the teacher's office and looked through those vents down into the office, but I didn't find my way to the office somehow. And I just stopped and felt myself as if wanting to throw up from all the emotions I was feeling. Sad, disoriented, headache. Then I woke up crying. It took me a while to realize I was awake already, as I noticed when my mom started knocking on the door, waking me for school. I'm so confused right now. I can't get that dream out of my head. I'm still so disoriented. I didn't have to, the mood to go to school, but I had to, and it just bugged me the whole time during class. I just needed to get this off my chest. I mean... Any dream that's super vivid like that, it feels something like, like it's real or something that really could happen. Those ones can hit really hard because, again, like even though you know it didn't happen, you can't help but wonder if it might happen or if it's a scenario that might happen. And I also did an episode on premonitory dreams, which I believe was episode 8. And those are dreams that involve you having a dream about something that later comes true. And this type of thing can be caused by your subconscious picking up on small details or elements of your life or the world or some situation. But then when the thing comes true, it seems like your nightmare predicted the future. And I mean, there are some accounts where maybe you could argue that it did predict the future because there were no possible subconscious cues to pick up on. Now, I mean, if you just... You know, there's maybe not a good family dynamic between some of your aunts and your grandma, and you're imagining, you know, a death in the family in kind of a realistic scenario and how your different family members might react. And all these details can sort of align into like a, a perfect storm of realism, which then just makes you feel like, oh, this is something that could really happen. And it's maybe something that will happen. And that's why I think. It just loops on throughout the rest of the day as you just keep imagining like this seems like a real possibility here you know and that's why I think it's haunting you so so much we've got three more guys three more from the top 20 this is a post by usernamed Ms. Porcupine the post is titled Nightmare of My Child 
The post reads, I had this horrible dream about my two-year-old son. Let's call him Tommy. We're looking for new houses to move into. We stumble across this big, beautiful home with large windows and two stories tall and a basement. You walk inside and it's almost abstract. There's a group of people inside, all different. Some look like bikers, others like churchgoers. And then there's this one man, large and sweaty with a straggly beard. He was tattooed from his neck down to his fingers and toes. He asks me if he can tattoo me. I say no. He asked me if he can tattoo my child. Again, I say no. Then this crowd of people hold me down while he takes little Tommy from my arms into the back room. I can hear my son's screams echo throughout the house as I fight and struggle to get to him, but I can't. Finally, the man leaves the room, holding my whimpering son. He sets him in front of me, shirtless. I gaze at his chest. Horrified, I see a giant... Sorry. I see through 3D pyramid with random object on every side and corner. Black lines that are outlined with his swollen red skin. It starts to crack and bleed, and he screams and screams in pain. I try to go pick him up and comfort him, and the large, sweaty, bearded man grabs me and takes me away into the back room. He tears off my clothes and does horrible, unspeakable things to me, and all I can hear are grunts and my child screaming for me. All I can feel is burning pain on every part of my body he touches, and then I woke up and cried, and I grabbed my sleeping Tommy and held him so close and cried even harder. It was all so vivid, so real. Mm. That's really freaky. Um, yeah, at first I was thinking, oh, this is, you know, pretty easy to interpret, like, this is just a nightmare about, I don't want my son to get a tattoo, <laughs> you know, like that type of, uh, you know, basic things, and then it just took, like, a turn for the worse, and I mean, I feel like my, my ultimate interpretation of it is just wanting your son to stay away from, you know, bad people, or people that you perceive as bad people, something of that nature, uh, I don't know if you've had like a bad experience with tattoos in the past, but it sounds like maybe an, an infected one as well. You know, something that you definitely would want to avoid. Maybe if they're getting a, a sketchy back alley tattoo, it's not like a legitimate place. Maybe <laughs> dude is using his own tooth instead of a needle, something like that, you know. Uh, yeah, but very, very freaky nightmare. I mean, just the, the way that the crowd is kind of participating in it as well. And there's really, like, you don't even have the... The, the, the like the social element on your side that's that's freaky Ugh. thank you for reading my post you're very welcome David two more this is a post by a reddit user named married couple gaming the post is titled I don't want to sleep anymore <laughs> The post reads, It's taken me 30 minutes to calm down, but I'm stable now, and I need to write this out as it seems like the best place. I had a nightmare that started out as a very nice dream. I went with an old childhood friend to a place I used to live. It was one of my favorite places I've ever lived. We went inside, and for some reason, the door wasn't locked, and we were looking around and talking about some memories that occurred there. Some of my old stuff was even there, weirdly. I guess we left behind, though, we 
sorry. I guess we left behind even though in reality we never did. I looked at a cross, sorry, wow, it's getting late. I looked at this place across the street and some older gentlemen were smiling and watching us from a downstairs window, which was weird, but I didn't think much of it. Then the new tenants came home and asked us why we were in their home, and I explained that I used to live here and I was just here for the memories. They were very understanding, so we talked for a bit and left. So now, me and my old friend were walking down my old street, which was much more developed than in my memory. We were talking about an old car that I used to own, and maybe we could find it. I don't have my full license, and I've never owned a car, so this is weird. Suddenly, it went dead silent, and I looked around, and my friend was gone. I assumed he just kind of took off, so I said screw it, and decided to make my, f uh, to make my way home. On the way, a man with no face bumped into me, and handed me a series of pictures, and ran off. Here's where things started getting really fucked up. The pictures were of my little sisters, and above the pictures written in blood was the word incest. When my eyes panned back, my sisters' faces and eyes turned bloody and started melting in the pictures. I dropped them and started walking faster to get home. I then bumped into my childhood friend again, but this time he looked like he did when we were little kids, but I still had the same but still the same age that we are now. He asked why. I was following and stalking him. I said I wasn't, and he asked me to stay away from him. I complied and watched him start walking away. It was a dead, it was still dead silent. He then turned around and said, oh no. I then heard what sounded like musical buildup, as if Looney Tunes characters were sneaking up on another character, and then again, dead silence. As I turned around, a man in a bunny costume covered in blood was standing there. He was holding an axe and a retractable pickaxe on his shoulders. I felt pure terror. I glanced back and my old friend was gone. I was just staring at this man in a bunny costume. Nothing was being said, just dead silence. Suddenly, he started running at me. I ran as fast as I could as he swung wildly while chasing me. I turned around to see if I was creating a gap in space, and he was gone. I stopped and looked around, and he was nowhere to be seen. Suddenly, I heard the Looney Tunes music again, and I spotted him. Once he started running at me again, there was a dead silence. This continued a few times before he managed to catch me and pin me to the ground. He went to swing at me with the axe and I managed to grab the handle with my hand and tear it from his grip. I kicked him off and stood up and swung into him and it got stuck in his back. He didn't move. He didn't fall. He just stood there. I calmly started to walk away and then heard a loud crash and woke up. For a split second, when I woke up, I saw him standing at the end of my bed. I have no idea what this dream means, but I don't want to sleep again. I mean, there are so many components to that, it's difficult to interpret. I mean... I mean, there's definitely... I mean, the man in the bunny costume and the fact that there's Looney Tunes music playing makes me think that he represents Bugs Bunny or Looney Tunes, but then you could also make an argument that that in general just represents childhood. 
and the fact that you know something may be haunting you from childhood that you're not quite getting a sense of just haunted by memories maybe again yeah there's a man with no face who hands you a stack of photos and this could be I don't know what I don't know what the man could represent. I have no idea there, but the stack of photos again could just represent memories. I don't know if you have like a repressed memory from childhood. That's like maybe a possibility here. Um, I don't know the significance of the word painted in blood, uh, and I mean, I'm sure this video is already getting flagged by YouTube <laughs> algorithm just for all the all the buzzwords I've been hitting. But uh, whatever, we're we're just living it up tonight. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that nightmare. It's, it's so complicated. There's so many things going on all over the place, but really fascinating, really terrifying. I love bunny men horror stories. There's actually quite a few of those for some reason. Maybe you could look into those, and those might give you some, some additional clues as to what the dream might mean. Yeah, that's tough, though. Thanks for reading my nightmare. Your tone was perfect for it. Thank you. Now I've got one left. Let me just have a sip of my water. Oh, alright, so... Most of these nightmares have been posted in the last year. Fewer from two years ago. But this one I'm about to read was submitted eight years ago. And that's quite something, especially because subreddits tend to grow over time. So for it to still be on sort of the top 20 after eight years, that's quite impressive. So, I haven't actually read it yet, so we'll all react to it together here. But it's a post by a user named SirJman11. The post is titled, Tree Fingers. The post reads, I wake up in a city. I'm assuming it's New York from what I've seen of it. The avenues are barren. Broken down cars litter the streets. Large boombox stereos find their way to the ground. I know that I'm the only person left in the world, but I'm not quite sure why. I find my apartment, which is on the third story of a building, looking on to what used to be a busy street. I walk into my home and lock the door behind me. I start to become very upset. I feel very lonely. I start to cry. I get frustrated and scared. I start to scream. I run into my bedroom and the border at my door with tables and chairs. I lay in my bed and cry hot tears. I become very uncomfortable and uneasy, so I hide in the closet. I fall asleep. I wake up the next morning and look out my balcony. Down the street to the left, I see some commotion. What looks like a man is wandering the streets. I rush down the staircase to meet him. What I still find on the streets is no man. A tall being wanders his way towards me. He's shirtless and faceless. No eyes, no mouth, no ears, no nose. His long arms meet abnormally long fingers that curve and twist at the end like they had lived with years of arthritis. Fear fills me as he stumbles his way into cars and shopping carts as he makes his way toward me. I run back upstairs. Another day passes. It seems like the abomination makes the same route around the block every day. I start to follow him every day. I tell him all my problems. I complain to him. I laugh with him. 
He's my only friend. One morning, I walk downstairs and find myself alone again. My friend is nowhere in sight. I turn around. My friend stumbles into me. First contact. The expression on his face changes. He's horrified. His face seems to crack and morph abnormally. He walks backward and trips over a stereo on the floor. Crawling backward on the ground, he finds a long shard of glass. He begins to stab himself and slice holes vigorously in his face. One for his mouth, which has no teeth, and two for his eyes. Only one eye survives the rampage. He bleeds all over himself. Blood pours into his mouth as he screams, What have you done to her? Where's my cat? I'm not sure whether he drowned in his own blood or if he died of blood loss, but either way, he lies unconscious before me. I become very uneasy again, very scared. I walk back up my stairs into my room and lay on my couch. I fall asleep. I wake up. It's still nighttime. The maniac stands in the corner of my room, admits the darkness. His eyes burn holes in mine. Who are you? I ask, terrified. I'm Tree Fingers, he replies in the same scared voice I used. Why are you standing way over there? I ask him. I didn't want to startle you, Tree Fingers whispered. You standing so far away is scaring me. As those poorly chosen words leave my mouth, Tree Fingers begins to sprint in my direction, blood spewing from his open wounds. I begin to scream. I'm so very scared. I stand to meet him. I close my eyes as I run forward and push him out the window. I look down at Tree Fingers in his new, mangled state. His neck is bent sideways to meet his shoulder. His legs are strewn to straddle a, saddle a horse, and his eyes remain empty and his mouth open. I begin to cry. Where do we go from here? Tree Fingers croaks. His limbs crack and dangle as he stands and begins to walk up to my apartment. I, am here, I hear every single step he makes up the stairs. One long finger scratches the wall as his footsteps make their way up the stairs. The footsteps become louder and louder, but never make it to my room. They only increase in volume. I stare blankly at the end of the staircase, waiting for my end. My eyes peer to the side, and I catch my reflection in a mirror. My head is a radio. This is where I wake up in a hot sweat. I've been having the same dream for weeks. Some nights I don't sleep, fearing the inevitable tree fingers dream. I would love for it to stop. Any help would be much appreciated. Well, I mean, I don't think that there's helping a person for this post that happened eight years ago, but my first feeling is that it's a dream about guilt over a friendship where you feel like you took more than you gave and and you just feel like you deserve to be alone. I think that's how I would interpret this, just because you start in complete isolation, and maybe you just have a tendency to push people away from you. And it kind of sounds like that in terms of the way that you describe 
you know, hanging it with tree fingers, right? And how they just constantly like dump all their problems on him. Um, and then at some point he, I don't know what the thing is about the cat. Like that would be something that we would need to know probably from their own life, what that could represent. But uh, again, like he also didn't have a face or a mouth and he kind of like started to carve those into his own featureless face for the sake of the dreamer, it seems. And I feel like maybe that ties into the guilt as well. Just the fact like maybe they, maybe the dreamer felt like they tried to change their friend and they, they became something that they weren't comfortable being for them. And again, that like ties into the pushing way, like all these different elements of how a friendship could turn toxic or how things could just go south or go sour. I don't know. Um, I'm rambling a bit, but I thought that was a really good nightmare. And I want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. Uh, those were all really good nightmares. Um, next week, I'm going to have another bit of a special episode. I guess they're all they're all special episodes to me, but... We're going to be talking about sleep paralysis demons, and we're going to go through sort of a bestiary of sleep paralysis demons, all of the demons that uh, I talked about on my TikTok. I think there's like 36 or so of them. So we're going to give like descriptions of all of them. I'm going to react to them. And then live, I'm also going to rank them in terms of how scary they are. And then, of course, I'll read some more nightmares from Reddit after that. But that'll be the, the sort of the main event of next week's Nightmare Theater. Uh, so if you're new, thanks for stopping by. Uh, I read nightmares every week, so if you'd like to have your nightmare read next week, you can send it as an email to theforgottengrove at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe and hit the bell if you haven't already. I'd really appreciate that. And we got lots of likes for the numbers of people watching it, so I really appreciate that as well, uh, especially when we're dropping all those red flag words for the YouTube algorithm. It helps to have a bit of that engagement. Uh, so thank you once again. Uh, have a good night and sweet dreams. And until next time. Embrace the beautiful dark.